Hi, all. A very happy new year 2022 to all listening this episode of ESG Decibels. We start 2022 with an eminent personality for India IHC, Mr. Manoj Raut, CEO and Secretary General of Institute of Directors, India. Mr. Raut has been instrumental to set up a huge community of directors over the last two decades in India. His contribution in the field of corporate governance has been great. In this episode of ESG Decibels, it would be great to hear from him how the Indian boards are getting geared up on the ESG journey. This podcast is in no way to promote any services of the firm Dheer and Dheer Associates. It's only for more enlightened views on various ESG issues from industry stalwarts. It's great to have Mr. Manoj Rao today with us. Jan 2022 would definitely set high standards on corporate governance in Indian companies. New year, new challenges, and new solutions. ESG-driven boards would definitely enhance value for all their stakeholders. So let's listen from Mr. Raut how things in Indian boards would change. Mr. Raut, are the directors of companies in India proactively talking on ESG? Your views, please. Yes, very much. Sustainability is the future now. And and ESG, this has become a corporate bandwagon for every company boards. And this has become even a top priority for every boards to focus on. And ESG, of course, it was there since quite long. I mean, I would say in 2004, United Nations, they coined that term ESG. And since then, we all have been uh, practicing but we never put it together that ESG that we have to focus uh, more with their strategy. And uh, so this is how the industries are also um, gearing it up, preparing for the future. And this pandemic, you know, the COVID pandemic, this taught us a lesson that you have to be, you know, better prepared for the future, focus more on sustainability, and uh, the many companies, you know, you saw that was a different era in the pre-pandemic era, now the post-pandemic era. So there will be a different set of group of industry. They are going to drive and um, lead from the front. So, uh, and now investors also, they have understood that um, ESG is the, uh, you know, the main, the key element when we clubbed it together and that will be the top priority and that will lead and help industries to grow and to follow the the sustainability path. And uh, this is how even the investors, you know, if you will see the P investors, you know, they focus also has um, moved towards more into ESG. So the industry, those are focusing on ESG, they have got um, good funding, their funds also, they have performed better. So um, this is how I think uh, the industries are getting that preparing for this. And this will remain for some time before something uh, 
new another term uh, comes up and because this is uh, we just finished cop 26 there was so much debate and there was so much discussion going on uh, even at the grassroots level and uh, engaging every community how to create and prepare for the low carbon economy so this is how the industry i mean we all are preparing for that was a good take uh, uh, mr raut on us driving things at uh, the board of directors level now esg cannot be achieved only by the ceo cfo the general counsel or the compliance officer the board of directors have to set the tone in the boardroom in the esg multi stakeholder journey what do you think how can directors be playing a key role in the esg journey as i said my in the previous question you know so directors now this esg has become top agenda for every board and uh, so they debate and discuss how to streamline formulate policies with regard to esg and now the uh, the question comes the application so uh, application means they will be framing the policies different um, the rules regulations so as far as applications are concerned so now they are going down below the two tier the three tier officers so that to train them and we are also uh, at the moment uh, conducting many such training programs you know that to educate the people uh, for its best implementation and how to make them aware of uh, its requirement and, uh, and that will help the boards to meet its commitment so mr raut what i heard that lots of education would be required very much yeah sir which definitely institute yes. of iod india is a prime uh, you say fountain head of knowledge for the directors body do you see a interest from the directors to come and uh, uh, avail of this knowledge sharing on esg yes they want to learn more on esg and how to do it differently and how to do it unique to deal with the impact of uh, uh, esg financially and socially so this is how the directors are coming forward and uh, they want to learn more on this and the sebi also has uh, come out with uh, you know it's we are reporting where the thousand uh, top thousand companies are voluntarily participating and that so even on overview also yes we have to wait for this report and uh, how they are uh, performing and uh, showcasing because as of now um, there was no such focus or interest in the the financial disclosures so now right. the sebi is regulating that how can we have an integrated reporting on this and that will also um, you know drive the boards to focus more on uh, on this esg front you know earlier like in before to 2013 so in the yeah. companies act we didn't have uh, mandated uh, 2% csr spending 
So the moment they made it uh, mandatory, so everyone, uh, you know, jumped to the. Say, we, 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 we follow the uh, way how yeah. the. So, so everyone started, um, you know, showing a lot of interest and uh, everyone wanted to participate more actively. So things got changed. And uh, so, but, so regulator bodies, I mean, uh, SEBI also playing a very important role in uh, driving this, uh, the ESG. No, but bodies like IOD India would play a major role in uh, leading the path on the best ways on how the ESG philosophy can be adopted in a company. Yes, I'll, I'll give another uh, example, you know, so we have a training program, a very unique training programs and where we train almost uh, 30, 40 directors, you know, the sitting directors every month. And uh, as per our existing curriculum, so we were uh, training the modules of largely focusing on the social aspect, only the social responsibility. So now, uh, the mindset of thinking had changed. I could see, I think uh, it's all due to, it could be due to COVID pandemic, or it could be due to, uh, uh, you know, the, the COP26, because uh, we are now um, living in a, such a highly sensitive social media, digital you know, media era. And uh, so everyone, even at the youth level also, the things are uh, getting quite excited. Even if you now these days, uh, the media is reaching such level, if you ask a small kid also on the street boy, he will say that climate change is very important for all of us. You know, so this is how the message has spread all across. And after COP26, and uh, people's focus more has diverted, you know, the interest has uh, really grown uh, towards E of ESG. You know, how to focus on low carbon economy, how to focus on a circular economy, because circular economy can play as a really a bridge to combat climate change. The climate change is going to stay, but how to reduce its impact? Now, the temperature is going to rise for sure, but how to reduce its below 1.5 degree? You know, this is a message. So this is how even so training our participants, they started asking us, you should be covering more on ESG now, E now, E of ESG now. So, so instead of we introducing any program, any curriculum into this, so people have started asking us, please do something. And there is also a number of, there is also a company, one leading you know, bank in India, they've already asked us to train their, uh, you know, their vice president, the two tire uh, officers on ESG. So that, you know, I mean, yes, the boards will be coming out with certain policies, you know, formulating policies, you know, all that. But the worry, the implementation. So for that, so they said, please train our people, our the, the operational heads, so that they should be also becoming familiar and they also become part of the whole, uh, you know, this mission. And I was so just talking to... side uh, economy working on ESG. Very right, very right. Yes, yes, uh, yes. So ESG is something uh, um, we are in uh, on a very exciting stage at the moment. 
But down the line, apart from ESG, there are a number of other areas also the board have to look into this. The previous era, you know, if you remember in 1990, we are focusing more on quality. After quality, things got changed. Then people started talking about environment. Then they felt environment is the key differentiator. Environment will be only whatever the product that you are introducing in the market. It should be environment friendly and all. So this is how the interest, the focus changed to environment, from quality to environment. From environment, we moved on to governance because you had the quality, you had the environment, but how to govern it? Then we came out with lots of policies on corporate governance. So after, after this corporate governance, then we realized we have the quality functioning, we have the environment functioning, we have the governance, which will uh, monitor, control, and uh, see the compliance part. So what we are giving back to the society, then we started focusing on CSR. So now we had quality, we had environment, we had corporate governance, we had CSR. So now you have got the, all the four pillars. Now the question came up, are you sustainable? You might be having a good quality product. You might be focusing on environment, that's fine. You might be focusing on uh, uh, all sorts of compliance, you know, government regulatory norms. And you might be also doing some CSR work and all, but is this your business is sustainable because the lifespan of many companies are reducing in this digital era. So are you sustainable? So with that all in mind, so many companies, they thought of, you know, after experiencing for so many years, they, they realized ESG, these three elements, they are the key real differentiator to drive your business. This is how the whole world uh, thinking, the strategy has changed and people are focusing on this. No, very true, very true, Manoj, what you just spoke about, that with era coming in now, this pandemic ability of companies will be uh, driven with the ESG uh, philosophy. Now, India is being looked upon closely on GDP growth, even in COVID scenario. P is... At a phenomenal rate. Now, this transition and India becoming uh, one of the leading economies globally to adopt uh, and adapt uh, to ESG as a company philosophy, would it make Indian companies more resilient and successful in coming times? Can this ESG philosophy adaptation? be the reason why India could be on the top of the game. How do you see it? I don't think ESGs, you know, all alone can make you sustainable. Certainly not. This is only one of the aspects. There was a lot of negligence on environment front globally because and, and all three are interlinked, environment, social, and government. All three are interlinked. So we are making a mission that to drive at a large scale, like we are promoting climate change. I mean, you might have seen so many news feeds on climate change all along for the last oh, yes. one and a half years. And during pandemic time, you might have seen every page newspaper headlines had only COVID news. And uh, the situation that you face, so lots of questions also arises, is this business is sustainable? 
is this business model is sustainable you know uh, such debates keep going on at different platforms but yes esg it's uh, something uh, it touches upon the larger community it also <clears throat> improves your uh, the business surroundings and also the governance part and uh, so this is a mission that to uh, drive in every board and but down the line again now we are also doing another research because in your annual reports you will have all sorts of reporting but hardly we concentrate focus on r&d is there any company highlights any the financial or uh, highlights the financial disclosures what are the r&d initiatives they took how much money they you know invested or spent you know for this uh, their r&d activities you might have seen india at the moment it's competing with china particularly focusing on this manufacturing very sector. true very true so what china succeeded improving the r&d sector whereas in india r&d is there definitely for sure but we don't know we don't have any statistics any data how many of them target and focus on r&d and how many are succeeding there has to be an impact analysis also you know like you know government also has come out with um, another regulations that uh, there has to be a csr impact assessment so similarly down the line there will be also an esg impact assessment and in addition to that i will say we should also be including focusing more on r&d because we are not focusing on r&d at all if you have to really drive improve our quality improve our uh, business in improve to be at the uh, compete at the global scale then we have to improve our standards we have to yes with r&d you are very right yeah because then only that circular economy which and, you talk about yes. or reality those solutions will come with the increased investments on the r&d part totally with yeah. you because we we are the it world i mean we are the it world i mean we have so much resources you know yes. i was talking to i was talking to one friend and uh, to introduce uh, certain programs modules on um, uh, disruptive technologies how to educate our board members directors because many of the directors board members they have the knowledge of course this is how they have been in the driver's seat uh but they want to they still they want to learn more about uh, this digital journey how they can uh, adapt more with the new technologies the exponential technology that we are talking about and he also said one point uh, uh, one tech called uh, design thinking very yes. interesting concept design thinking you know with this using this design thinking application you know whatever the product that you introduce in the market you can do an analysis and improve your uh, the quality uh, in the products or service that you offer so this is how as i said r and d has to be there because you just you can't focus on esg esg is basic requirement it's like more of an compliance and who knows down the line uh, you know uh, down the line few years you have to have a proper level on your every products you have to highlight in your public domain that how much you spend how much you contribute on esg and what is the impact 
uh, of this ESG. Yes, that's to happen. Yeah, yeah, that would happen. So things will change definitely. I mean, like yeah. today, you know, if you go for any products, you have to see how much carbohydrate is there, how much fat is there, how much vitamin is right. there, you know. So tomorrow, so you have to also highlight those details, you know, how much you're spending on doing, the investing for this ESG and what are the impact of uh, uh, the, you know, for this ESG. So things are, we are on a transition phase now and uh, the whole world is moving towards clean energy. Yeah, but the start is made. I think the start is made. Yeah. The start, it's, I think, uh, it's been great uh, uh, hearing that word from you uh, today. That thank you, thank you so much. ESG is a mission, and I would like our audience um, as we end the podcast for the day. If it's take on, taken on the mission mode, uh, what Mr. Manoj Rao did talk about its importance for future investments and for all the stakeholders involved, right? From the shareholders, customers, employees, society, it's interesting times, and we would see more guidance coming from the board of directors and hope to catch again in near future with Mr. Rao on how the boards are thinking on ESG journey in India. Thanks so much, Mr. Rao. Thank you.